Hello, everybody, and welcome back to From the Heart with Julia. And it's been again another long while. And I just want to apologize right away for not doing very well at the first of the week. If you follow me on Instagram, it is just, yeah, I've been busy and confession, procrastinating. So, you know, I will be at work. In the afternoon, because that's usually the type of shift I do from like 1 to 6 or something. And then in the morning, I'll just knit or work on projects or work out. And I totally forget. So, yeah, my apologies. This week, I'm off on Monday, so I'm just going to put a big note in front of me and be like, first of the week. So anyway, I thought since I have some time now in the evening, it is currently 8 58. It's almost 9 o'clock. Another late night one with Julia. Over here for me. Yeah, at night I said. Anyway, and I had an idea for a podcast from something that I... Something... Not something. This is how I'm going to sound. I'm just going to stumble over my words during this whole thing. But anyway, um, during my um, cell time, or as some people would call it Bible study time, on Tuesday... My, me and my cell people, so my cell girls and my cell leader, of course, we were reading through James 4, and I thought, you know what, I would, because it's just, there's so much, so much goodness in there, like, fantastic book, James just nailed it, so I thought, why not use this as a podcast thing, and I already have the notes in my journal, because, of course, you take notes when you're doing it, so I thought I'll just use that as my note paper for this podcast, woohoo, so anyway, I hope you enjoy this, I don't know how long it will be, I'm kind of doing this in my diva time, kind of like, his God can be a part of this too, because he's always a part of every podcast, so I thought why not read through it again, and give you... We just read through it together, you know? It's just, it's such a good book. I would totally suggest reading through all of it. Where that's what we're doing as a sale. We've been just reading through all of it. And everything has just been spot on. So, yeah. I hope you enjoy. Let's jump into it. Alright. So... I will begin reading, just going to my Bible up higher. I'm currently sitting on my bedroom floor, because that is where I find the most comfort in sitting. Anyway, so we will begin with warnings against worldliness, and you can follow along with you on just the beginning of James 4, and I will read out loud as clearly as one can possibly can. What causes quarrels, and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire, you desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have, because you do not ask for it. You ask and do not receive, because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is intimate? I can't really say this word, it's not intimate. Intimity, something like that, with God, 
Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or so you dispose, it is to no purpose that the scripture says, He yields jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. But he gives more grace, therefore it says, God oppresses the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves, therefore, before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There, it is, there is only one lawgiver and judge who is able to save and destroy it. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Next part, boasting about tomorrow. Come now, you say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As you, as it is you boast in your arrogance or such boastings and evil. So whoever knows the right things to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. All right. So that was very interesting. Kind of goes up and down. But it's all pretty much a big, as I think of it, not like a slap in the face, but kind of like, you know, it's it's a good think about sort of thing. Because when I read it the first time, what I saw right away was what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you. It's not that your passions are with war within you. And that was just, as I put it, to myself and to my family, just me. Because I'm growing with in my sister relationship right now, just growing, being a better sister, especially big sister, spending quality time. And when I just put my passions, my desires, like my phone time, my personal time, just being like, no, sorry, I want me time before actually spending time with my sisters, it causes a lot of fights and disagreements pardon me between me and my siblings, and that's not really helpful. So actually letting go of those passions and being like, nope, I can spend time with you is really, really good. So, yeah. And with verse 2, you desire do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. So this is like the first beginning. You covet and cannot obtain, so you murder. It's like, whoa! Oh wait, sorry. You desire and do not have, so you murder. Wrong spot I was reading. Anyway, it's like, okay. It's a little fierce. But the last part, like, because you do not, oh, you do not have because you do not ask. It's a good reminder, like, if you're wanting something, you really have to actually remember to pray about it. Because we can kind of be like, oh, God, can you, like, you kind of, like, you hope for it. But you're not actually, like, going to God, like, every day or once in a while and be like, hey, I would like this. Like, that's what one of my friends was saying. She gave an example, just like, you know, 
You almost have to. Like, it's, it's going to God and asking for it. It's, you're not just going to get it. Because you can be waiting for it, but if you're not asking God for it, He's not going to actually see that you need it. He knows you need it already, but He wants you to actually grow up and talk to Him like a big person. So anyway, and then the third part, which hit me more for me, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Now, as you all know, farewell, I would love a boyfriend right now. But I realize that if I were to have one now, I would probably just, you know, I would use him to fill me up with joy and with love that I think would be the right way, but it's actually not, because God is the only one that gives those things. He's the only one that can fill me up, fill my time, give me that peace I need. A guy is not going to, a guy is never going to satisfy me. So I realize it's kind of like a reminder from God, you know what, it's just, it's not healthy for you right now. So I felt that was really good, because sometimes we can be like, oh Lord, you know, I think I need this, but really it's more selfishly that we're asking for it. And not in like a healthy way. So just remembering that all good things come in time. Or you know it's just it's not the best thing to ask for. So and then with basically verse 4 and 5. You can't be friends with the world. Because honestly you just can't. If you, you, you have to choose a side. Are you living for God or are you living for the world? Like. There's no way of sitting on the fence and dangling one foot on the other side and one foot on the other. You are either going to throw your full attention to God or your full attention to the world. So, yeah, that's just a good reminder because, you know, you don't want to be an enemy with the Lord. <laughs> and God is jealous for us. He wants our full time. He wants our full attention. He wants us to really just spread His light and actually live for him, because when we live for him, then we find all we need, so, and even though it sounds like very fierce, you know, it's true, it's very true, James is just being a little more harsh about it, because he's like, you know, you can't, you can't just do both, it does not work, and anyway, and then with verse 7, one of my favorites, it's, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will free from you, when you're with God, and you spend time with him in your presence of Jesus. Even though some days you might have more like spiritual warfare going on. If you are sitting with the Lord and you say the name of Jesus, Satan gets freaked out. So basically, if you give yourself fully to God, the devil is going to head out the door and he will leave. Because he knows that you have a big God behind him. And you, with God beside you, you can beat that devil down much easier than doing it yourself. So, and with verse 8, the beginning is like, you know, it's very nice and just like, oh, I'm drawing near to God and he will draw near to you. And it, it, it just kind of cracks me up. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. It's like, okay, James, let's calm it down there. It's okay. You'll be fine. So, anyway, just remembering, you draw near to God and he will come to you because it's a two-way relationship. God isn't just going to always try and come to you. You have to actually be willing to give up time, like give up things, sacrifice stuff for him. 
because then he, you will just, you'll be able to get closer to him, because those can kind of build up walls then, and then it's harder to connect with him. So anyway, and you're probably wondering, okay, what's with verse 9, you know, be wretched and mourn and weep, let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom, like, what the heck is going on? So another one of my good friends from Cell, she was saying, you know, this might just be, I think we were all kind of talking about it at one point too, but she kind of brought it up, like, you just, when you get very prideful, you almost need to be put down a little bit, because pride can make you be like, oh yes, I got, I got all of this under control, you know, I'm good at this, like, it just makes you very puffed up, but you just almost need to be like, nope. It's much, like she basically said, it's much much better to be sad than to be all puffed up. Or to just be gloomy than to be, like, joyful in your pride. Like, yeah, something like that. She explained it much better, but maybe you understood. And always, like, verse 10, humble yourselves before God and he will exalt you when you just respect him and you just... You allow him to have control, and you just let him do what he wants to do in your life. Just humbling yourself, being like, all right, God, I give in. You have control. He will lift you up, and that is so much better. Verse 11, do not speak evil against one's brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. So basically, from like the verse 11 to 12, to, like, judging people, not the goodest idea, like, I know I can sometimes do that with people I see at my job, sometimes like my family too, I can be like, oh, they did this, but that's only God's place, and we can encourage them in a nice way in correction, but not necessarily be like, Wagging a finger and being like, how dare you? You messed up. No. Just. Called love and encouraging and pointing in the right direction. It's a lot more helpful. Now, boasting about tomorrow, I'm just going to sum it all up. Basically, what it's getting at. And what I've been trying to live out more is. When you have, like, plans, but they're not necessarily, like, put in stone, it's actually not a good idea to talk about them a lot. And I'm going to try and put this simply. Like, just mentioning it almost can be, like, very boastful in a way. Like, let's say I was like, I want to get a dog, and I'm going to get one sometime in the future, which I would like to, but you don't know. And... You can, like, have these ideas in your head, and you can talk about them. But, if I were to say, oh yeah, I'm going to get a dog at the end of summer. It's, it's probably, like, there's nothing written in stone. I would like to get a dog at the end of summer, but who knows? Only God knows. So, you can't just be, like, going around and exclaiming that, and then when the subject all of a sudden drops, you're just going to look really, like, like, just dumb daft you know so just being careful with what your words because you can almost sound very arrogant and very prideful again in that area if you're just like oh yes I'm gonna accomplish this I have this when you don't really have it yet 
So, just focus on today, not tomorrow. Be glad what you got for today. Be thankful for it. So anyway, that was a lot, but that was good, wasn't it? I hope you enjoyed this, because I did. I just, I love talking about scripture. I know we sometimes have our, like, more lesson-y stuff which I've already prepared, but I basically just took this from my journal and from my memory, but mostly from my memory, and was like, here we go. So, and that was my pen, not a gun. Anyway, so, I hope you all have a good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the blessed world. Thank you for tuning in From the Heart with Julia. I'm sounding very professional right now. And I hope you all... Have a lovely day, night, afternoon. I, I probably said this already, but I'm going to repeat myself anyway. So, yeah, sending hugs, and I will talk to you soon, and I will post that verse of the week on Monday. I'm going to write a note about it right away. Right. Bye-bye.